on a message. Estaki. For those of you listening, we had a major technical glitch. We just sat with Eighth Day for the last hour and change. Uh, we had the most amazing time together. We literally did Secrets of the Torah, the <laughs> Secrets of Life, <laughs> the Secrets of, of Chabad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We went through all of it, yeah. and it's all gone. Yeah. It's not gone. No, it'll live, that, it lives true. inside us. Exactly. The experience yeah, is there. It's not gone. Yes, no. that's true. That energy went out to the world. But before we continue... I do have to mention that this episode is sponsored once again by Jerusalem Cafe in Midtown New York City at 7 West 36th Street. For our listeners, using the coupon code KC10 will get you 10% off. And that's going to be 10% off on the greatest food that you're going to have in Midtown New York City. Create your own salad, sushi, pizza, hot open bar, breakfast, lunch, dinner. They have everything there. You don't need to go anywhere else. And the food is top. The website is j2nyc.com. That lets them know that we sent you and it gets you 10% off. Try them out. You will be glad that you did. All right. So it's take two. We're with Bensi and Shmuley Marcus. You'll know them better as eighth day. Uh, we're talking music. We're talking Chabad. We're talking experiences and, and, and what it's like to go on the road and to perform. Now, you mentioned that you have some disaster stories. Now, I don't... I don't like, I guess <laughs> we're gonna go right into we, the disasters. You, you, the, listen, you guys missed the success stories. So now <laughs> we're, right to the, and we're like going that. straight disaster. to the disaster. Exactly. Go. You, you'll get nowhere from from polishing your trophies and, and kissing them before you go to sleep. You'll get nowhere. It's it's having disasters and being able to to overcome those. That's a professional. When I see someone performing and their mic doesn't work, or I could see if something's wrong. How they handle it tells me whether or not this guy's a pro, okay? Interesting. I don't Give know anything example. from your trophies. I come in here and I see your trophies. You guys are the best podcast, whatever. That means nothing to me because anyone can handle success. Here's a trophy. You want to take it? Take it. But it's hard to handle failure and bounce back. So it's that resilience that shows me you guys are cool guys. You understand? That's amazing. It. Yeah. So, so, so embrace. How does that happen on stage? Give us an example. Uh, mics just... don't work. There's feedback. Bessie's guitar was on Hask. Yes. What happened on Hask? That's a yes. big one. What happened oh at Hask? What Benzie? happened at Hask? Oh, I forgot about you that. You have to explain how the guitar works. So... Well, do you even play guitar? I, I... I do. I play guitar. No, but do you? What I mean is, I, I know. I mean, uh, from the little bit that I know about music and performers. Supposedly, a lot of it now is just like background, and then they're just holding the guitar and they're making believe they're playing. Meaning, meaning they actually play guitar, but since they're performing, they don't want to be, you know, they don't want to have to divide their attention, so they're playing background music. Let me remind you, you're talking to Eighth Day. Oh, okay? there Everything it is. is legit. There it is. We don't do Authentic. any of that stuff. Thank I love you. that. Yeah, but right. that. I've heard stuff. You're not, you're not lip syncing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Sometimes good. you're at a concert and you do hear it. It's like, okay, now nobody's playing and I still hear music. Like, yes. What's that about? Right. Oh, yes. there's, yeah, no, there's tracks. To, right. They right. play common. the track over it right. or under yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, we're playing live. Yeah, no, I was at a concert recently. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. There was a, there was a guitar solo, but the guitar <laughs> soloist I was looking at him. He wasn't playing what what, what no, I was so hearing. He was playing the track. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's a little weird. Is it a cop out? Like, is it like lazy or? 
it depends. I don't, I don't know who the artist is, what the show was, what are they trying to. It depends. Depends on you know our shows are. It's a band. You know we're playing right. live. If you're it's here an to artist, see the it doesn't music. care to. So now you're you're, you're playing, and all of okay, a sudden so your guitar goes out. We're doing. Oh my gosh, we did Hask. It was the first time we ever did Hask. This was like after Yalili, and we were we were unknown like a, a few minutes before this. Suddenly we're at uh, what's it the Lincoln Center, and I had a wireless guitar. Uh, input. So usually a guitar is plugged into yes. an amp, right? You have a wire. Always. But on a big stage like that, you're going on and off, you need a wireless, you know, Bluetooth, you know, technology thingy. So um, we practiced, everything was great, and the shtick was that I start the song. Instead of uh, starting with the beat, whatever, I would start slowly, like strumming. Yalla, ah. yalla, 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 like a dramatic intro thing. So I start. Everybody's waiting for me. You have, what's his name? Uh, uh, Yisrael Lamb. What is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. The conductor, the whole orchestra, they're all waiting for me. And I walk on stage and I strum and nothing's Nothing. coming out. Oi. And, and I think it even started like feeding back a little. Like, eh, 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 started making these weird noises. So I look at Yisrael Lamb. I'm like, it's not working. And he's panicking. He's like, I don't know what you're saying. Like, what's going on? And... I think it was Yaron Grzeszewski, one of the keyboard player. He figured out what was going on. And he just like, gave me the chord to start. you Because know? I, I just need that first chord to, to start. I need the, the note, whatever. So thank God, Baruch Hashem, it worked out. So it was like a mini panic it was, attack. Oh, I can't even describe to you what a oh. panic that was. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it was. You're talking silence in a theater of thousands of people. Yeah, that's I the walk big on stage. stage and I, ah. How do you recover from that? Was, but you did. It was, yeah. Show. And I so mean, he they, continued playing the chords for you, and you yeah. you, you did the vocals at yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah. And then you and then the band then picked it, it up. In, and then it was. Yeah. And then the crowd starts go, going crazy. Yeah. And then you're back in your mode. I'll and give you another one. So that was like if you don't if you don't know what we were trying to do, you you didn't even realize that there was a mess up. It was just in my head. It was in our head because we knew. Right, right. right. It could have just been dramatic. Right. Yeah. You guys yeah, were trying to be dramatic. Could be nobody in the crowd noticed that. You know, um, we had a show once where okay, so yeah, we're talking about tracks. And all that. So we have a Hanukkah song, Miracle of Light. Um, has a track that plays along with it. Actually, the intro to the song is a track. We don't start playing until uh, like a few bars in. So we have in-ears. You guys are familiar with in-ears? The, yeah, the, what, what, what's, what's with those? So I never knew what that was. It's basically monitors. So you hear yourself. But it's, it's, it's uh, custom molded to your ears. So it blocks out sound. It's actually better for your ears. You know, protects you from uh, you know overloading the eardrums. Wait a second, I I don't know if I'm familiar with that track. Can you play that track? Yes, I shall play it. Here it is. No fight, plane, no battleship can crash with pure and sweet. It's that last drop of oil. It just won't see defeat. It keeps our little hub in flame and dancing to the beat. It's that last drop of oil. We'll take it to the street. And we'll blow smoke in the face of darkness. Set fires to burn up the night. Tell and retell all your stories. Be a miracle of light. Blow so yeah, you can hear it has this, uh, you know, kind of an electronic dance Love intro. It. So we have in the in-ears, there's a click. The drummer is, is cueing it, gives you the clicks, you have the tempo, and then the track goes on. So song starts, I start singing the, the, the verse, whatever, and the drummer realizes halfway through the verse that the track is only playing in our in-ears, <laughs> not in the crowd. <laughs> so the crowd is hearing nothing, and just my voice singing. 
So instead of right, so what you should do is just keep going, just go with it, and uh, whatever the band will kick in eventually. And okay, we did an the show must go on. Yeah, he stops the track. Wow. So he's like, okay, he he just like, oh, oh, I messed up, and he just presses pause. Now it's complete silence. Yeah. And it was one of the worst. Like you're just on stage, like ah. We messed up. We're here. There's no Hi, way to cover it. There's no way. Like, that's it. So he stopped. So I stopped. So we're like, okay, we're just going to start over. Like, you just go with it. And yeah, but that's that, like, like, at least you got the performance out. And, you know, by the end of it, nobody remembered the first you right, know, 10 exactly. seconds yeah, or whatever exactly. it was. It's all in your own head. Exactly. It's all your, your, yeah. What's your favorite song? What's your favorite song? Like, period in the world? No, no, no. From your music, if 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 I, if you were going to tell me, I want you guys to hear that this is the one that means the most to us. This is the one that this is our favorite. Well, not you each could have your own opinion. I have a favorite. I have a favorite. You go. What do you got? So we just released a song called King David. Yes, Heard and it. excellent. It's a beautiful. I am song. very very excellent. proud of this song. I think it's, why it's very. I think well, first of all, we took um, a very interesting topic. Because we're trying to talk about, um, you know, going through a tough time in life you know, as a teenager, as a, you know, and sort of connected it with David HaMelech and Elio uh, Hanavi, um, Dvorah Hanavia, but uh, also from a musical side, I think we, uh, we did kind of a throwback. You know, nowadays everything is very electronic and very yes. upbeat and everything's cool, which is great, which is great. But we wanted to do like a throwback emotional, you know, a little, little depth in there. And I think uh, that one came out nice. No, and when you listen to the words, the lyrics are so real. They're, they're, they're moving. It's like, some, you're like, wait, am I hearing this? I have to, like, sit down and focus on this. Right. Because they mean something. You it's know? tough to be 15. <laughs> right. Like, who, who wants to go back there? Nobody. Yeah. But you're bringing me back there. <laughs> and you got to, you know, you process that. So it's, it's it, to me, it was like, like wow, this is music. You know, this is something you can grow from. Thank you. So, great job on that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Favorite song? So I don't have a, a favorite song. I, we get this question a lot. Do What's you really? your favorite song? And it depends for what. Like I love King David, but if I'm going to work out um, and go running, I don't want that song. Once I want the different you, song. When you work out, you listen to your own music. No. <laughs> oh, good. I, I don't work out. Uh, good try. I don't listen to good try. You I don't work yeah, out. That's a good it, it depends what's happening in life. You know, it's like, what's your favorite food? It depends what's happening. So music, and and I think it's a big mistake. As I like to point it out, instead of just saying a song, which would be much easier for you guys, to just give a song and get it. But I think it's a mistake because then it's like, what's the most important guy? What's an MVP? Everybody, who's the MVP? Right. Depends for what. We need someone who struggles with this. We need somebody who does that. We need somebody who does this. So you need all different types of songs. But he's he wouldn't be the he's MVP without everyone else on the right. team. Right. You so say it depends on circumstance. You, need, you can't just have an MVP. You can't just have a favorite song. and do. Why don't we just do 20 exactly the same songs? Because people are different. Moods are different. You need a song for when you're sad. You need a song for when you're happy. You need a song totally. for when you're just totally not anything. That. So let me ask you a different question then. So uh, it, I would think that Yalili is probably your most famous song, right? Is that, is that fair? Most famous, let's say. It might not be your favorite, but probably your most 
well known. Okay. I think. I mean, absolutely you, a question not for us. But me, yes, yeah. <laughs> you, he, we'd have to ask you guys. What's <laughs> up, what, what is our? I mean, let's just go by. Let's say on the internet, like the most popular, okay, right. right? On Spotify, right, let's right. say. Here's my question. Are you guys sick of Yali? <laughs> what I want to, and this is something I, I always wanted to know from all artists, not just you guys. When you perform that now, is it like, oh my gosh, I can't, I, I can't even it's perform a, you this? You know, it's a good question. And you would think that we would be like, yeah, I'm so tired of singing that song. Yeah, that come way. on. It came but out you know what? like I 11 think... years ago, 12 years ago. Yeah. Well, I'm done with Yalili. Leave me alone. And, I'll yeah. do King David. I'm not doing I mean, Yalili. Look, look, look I, I'm just going like, to put this you point in. You are not the performer. I know. I'm not the performer. But like, if, if you're putting your <laughs> Please blood, answer for them. <laughs> if you're putting your blood into a song, right, then it becomes like a part of you. It's like your child. That is true. Do you get sick of your child? That Sometimes. Like, oh, I'm done <laughs> Sometimes, with this one. Sometimes, yes. Actually, no. <laughs> so I'm sure that's how well, they feel about Yalili. Right. Know, that's true. Right. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good question. It's a valid question. Thank you. And it is a good question. I tell you, if we just sang it um, over and over, we would get sick of it. But it's a different audience, so it's a different experience. Ah. Also, it goes back to what you were saying before yes. about being different energy. partners yeah, with the right. with exactly. the audience. It's also, like you, you can ask some, you know, these uh, Jewish singers who sing at weddings. You know, yes. We do weddings uh, once in a while. It's it's you're singing the same songs over and over. Like Yishama, right. Uh, you know, Etricode, right? Whatever right. you know, the Nagunim that are popular, right? They're singing the scent, but it's yeah, the energy changes, the crowd changes. The but another thing I'll add is it's not like we wrote that song and then stopped, right? And then that's it. There's just Yalili. We wrote so many songs since that Barcelona also you know got some popularity, absolutely. But uh, so the energy, Bechlal, the whole the songwriting energy, the band energy is right. is, is fresh. So. So even like when we do Yalili, it's, we have a little bit of a different arrangement. You know, we do a little different, like we were, you know, by Hask, you know, a little different shtick every time. You know, you, you keep it fresh. Yeah, Yalili with an orchestra is going to be very different. Right, right. So there's, if you're doing a show, and it's just a random thing, and there's someone in front of you who is looking at his phone and just going on his phone and like falling asleep, whatever, as the band literally loses energy. Like if the crowd is totally not into it. Even though you're a professional, you don't have to play. The flip side is if the audience are like glued to you and they drop their phone and it smashes, they don't even realize because you're <laughs> just shredding and wow, you play better. Really? You actually play better. It's amazing. Really? I think it's that way with all performances. Yeah. You, you get your energy from the crowd. Exactly. It's a collaboration between you and the audience. That's what it is. So you have to be very careful when you are a performer. If you ever start a band, there's going to be technical glitches in a show. The monitor is not working. The feedback is happening. There's so many moving parts, yeah? The, guitar, the drummer missed the thing. Yeah. If you start taking that personal, then all of a sudden now you're, now you're in that just functioning level. You're not firing. You're not. Ah. You're not on fire. It's not coming from the heart. Exactly. You're in the funk. That's where it comes from. Yeah, you're just going functioning. You're just oh, going back to basics. really. No, no. That made that up. makes no sense actually. Oh no, no. Because he said you become functional and you're not doing it from the heart. It does make sense. Funk. I like that. That was good. That was very quick. I yeah, that out. Out. yeah, it was very good. And, and I believe it because right. I'm so gullible. Oh, you believe like, that? Wait, what? <laughs> No, because funk music comes from that. I, I you know, know, funk, I know but that, mm. and in my head, I'm like, but it's funk with a K and this is with a C, but maybe he's right. Mm. He get, I believe all of his stuff. <laughs> he sells me all his stuff and I believe it. Anyway, so you can't let any technical glitches 
or someone in the crowd being on their phone because it might be an emergency, you know. Right. So that's the entire crowd may have an emergency at the same time. Oh, wait, when you're in a dark theater. And somebody's on their phone, like right in front of the lights. And you see, it's the only one you see. You guys see. Yeah, it's rude, but the people in the audience don't realize that they're being rude. Like, you're not playing for me, right? But no, I am playing for you. It's more than that. It's a show. People assume the people on stage, they are the ones in charge of the show. If they do well, it's a good show. If they don't do well, it's a bad show. The truth is, no, a good show is in the hands of the audience. You want a good show? You'll be a great audience. Now you have a show. Right. Right. It's, well, how's the energy different at a, at a wedding versus a... Well, a wedding is a nonstop dancing for three hours. <laughs> yeah. Like I see some of these videos of Lipa at the weddings. Oh, he's great. He's unbelievable. He's great. He's unbelievable. Yeah. I'm like, he, he's like infinite energy. Yeah. Does not stop. It almost looks like he's having more fun at the weddings than he is at like concerts. Because you don't be. see that... You don't see that. Could be. And I've never seen you guys at a wedding. I've seen some videos of you guys performing. Never seen you at like a right, wedding. So performances, we're here. Right. We're trying to entertain you. You know, hopefully we get you into, hey, clap along. You know, you right, get the crowd right, right, right. By a wedding. I mean, it's, it's you know. It could be mayhem and that's yeah. just great. Yeah. It's just but there's also party. two sides to that coin because some people feel like if you get, you know, a big name performer then the wedding turns into a performance. Concert, yes, yes. Right? And, and then, then people, they're not dancing, they're just watching. Yeah, right? that's, not, that's not nearly as fun. Right. That's not what I'm saying. That's why happen, some people want more generic. not. They want a more generic performer, so like they're focused on the, you know, the Hassan right. and not on the, you know, Those are the star on the stage. weddings is when you're quote-unquote performing, but everybody's not looking at you. They're just having a great right. time. The Hosan Kala, everybody's just joyous. Sure. Yeah. Really cool. So you guys are actually here for, for Hosan Exactly. right? Last night was amazing, actually, at the wedding. Yeah. Um, uh, we have a younger brother, Ellie Marcus, who is just the best uh, wedding performer on the planet. Wait, he's a, what do you mean wedding performer? He does weddings, like, all the time. The guy is just incredible. Really? Mm-hmm. So, so, so this talent is spread among the family. So you have an older brother who's a producer. Mm-hmm. You have a younger brother who's a performer as well. Mm-hmm. Ellie he, Marcus has got two, three albums out. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, he's great. Uh, so, he, so, so he was there, um, you know, holding it down. And then he's like, hey, Shmuley, Bensi, get up here, you know. <laughs> so uh, we go up there. But you knew was that just, was coming. It was great. By the way, how do you like L.A.? L.A. is great. Yeah? L.A. is great weather. Like what beats here? And uh, it's good food. Did we talk about the food already? We got food. <laughs> <laughs> no. If you ever come the out there, check out Lenny's. We did a song there. On a Mercedes a music video there. That's the song we did there. Ah. It's your homework. I'm going to give you guys homework. What's the homework? Let's hear it. Homework is to check out Ryan Mahemna, Moshi S. Um, what else? Lenny's. When you come to L.A. That's it. Well, no is that, the name the of, is that the name of the song? On a mess Yeah. Yeah. And so since I, it sounds a little bit like Spanish, mm-hmm. so we filmed it in a kosher Mexican restaurant. Uh-huh. To, Can you do on a mess <laughs> in that uh, accent? <laughs> let's hear Let's hear Let's hear your best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it actually is, could be Spanish, right? It does. It sounds, it has a Spanish sound. Because Staki is actually Spanish. Right. A mesa is a table. 
Yes, mesa. Yes. Mesa. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Una mesa está. Está comiendo en el mesa. Sí. He's in his element. He's performing for you guys. Nice. Now, just so you know. Okay, so how are we as an audience? <laughs> Very good. Yeah. I'm not feeling oh, the energy. Give us one more. Give us one more. <laughs> Can we get your autograph? Can we get your autograph? Wait. What does it mean? What does it mean? Una mesa. So, una mesa is something our dad used to say when we were growing up. It's actually Yiddish. But when you say it fast, Ona Mesera está aquí, sounds like Spanish. So he used to say, guys, I speak Spanish. Ona Mesera está aquí. Ona Mesera está aquí. And we were like, Todd, what is that? And he's like, ah, actually, it's Yiddish. Ona Mesera est aquí. So it's a little fun little jingle from when we were kids. And for some reason, we thought it was a good idea to make a song out of it. Wait, what does it mean? What does it actually mean in Ona Mesera. Mesera is a knife. Ona okay. Mesera without a knife. Esta aquí. A cow eats. A cow eats so without, a cow a eats knife. without a knife. Yeah. Which is Have accurate. Have you ever seen a cow eating accurate. with a knife? Accurate. Yes. <laughs> it's a very, very yeah. factual song. That is song. quite true. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is great. By the way, your dad sounds like a very cool guy. He I'm is. just going to throw is. that out he there. Is. You yeah, know what? You should is. have him on. He's I would love to. just the coolest guy. He sounds like a cool guy. You'd have guy. to go to his house. Beyond. He must have such nachas from you guys. Like all of you. He forces anyone who walks into his house to watch our video. <laughs> it's playing on a loop. I'm not kidding. Or on a plane. If you sit next to him on a plane, you're going to see our videos. You know? Wow. And I think he downloads them just in case there's no Wi-Fi. <laughs> I would want to sit next to him on a plane, by the way. Because he actually you know- got us a gig. He no. actually had a guest for Shabbos, and he just nonstop told this guy, you have to watch the videos, watch the Shabbos. Then a few years later, I think he had a wedding, or he had some sort of celebration, and he hired us. He's like, yeah, your dad introduced me to you. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. So cool. Well, like, not so from type? I don't remember. I don't remember. Because that's great. Like, if, yeah, he, was a, don't if he was a guy, yeah. that would make this... That no guy. Guy. <laughs> we do have non-Jewish fans. No, really? We do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you get Where do you get this? Where do you get that feedback? I'm sure you guys see uh, comments on on our videos, on our songs. Yeah, but we can have non-Jewish fans because you know a lot of what we do, we cover a lot of the news and stuff like that. But you guys, I mean, they're not understanding. I guess we did a show. Non-Jews showed up. What do you mean? Yeah, need more stuff. They want to take a picture with us many times. What? Wait, wait. Are they like evangelical Christians? Sometimes, or they... yeah. Sometimes, but not always. Because that I would understand yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah, but also if there's a good, um, you know, if there's a... You there's know, a good sound. It happens to be great. I'm, I'm just saying I know, that. I there's, there's a good sound. Listeners, yeah. You know. yeah, I just... But it, to compare, right? I, I, I wouldn't go listen to, let's say, Spanish singers. Because oh, I, because of the language you yeah, say. Yeah, the, the language, and it's not, you know... And, it's, and, a, so, it's a different sound, It's right? a different it's sound, sounds, but it's also... Do you also, listen to Spanish singers because you... Uh, <laughs> La verdad, no. No, no. Well, you know, I'm a message, I, you know, a little bit... No, of, even, yeah. how about this? Even, I speak fluent Hebrew, I find it very difficult to listen to, you know, stuff that comes out of Israel that's in Hebrew. I have a very hard time with it. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't... You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. have a much harder time connecting, connect. connecting with we it. We once had a show in Las Vegas... Mm. I've heard of Las Vegas. I've heard of it before. Where is it? Las Vegas, you say. Here, uh, <laughs> and we're checking into the hotel. And the guy who checked us in, clearly not Jewish, you know. And he says, you know what, I'll walk you to the, to the elevator. I'll walk you to your room, which is like not uh, the norm. So I was like, okay. As soon as we get into the elevator, he looks at me, he goes, hula, hula. <laughs> I'm like, what? what is going on here? He's like, yeah, I know your music. Wow. I'm like, what? Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Wow. So, That's in Vegas, no less. Yeah. 
That's so crazy. So I, I was like, okay, now you got to tell me what's going on. Give me the backstory, yeah. So, so there was a connection. It was a Jewish connection in his life somewhere. He got introduced to our music through that. He's like, I love your videos. I love your music. Like, hula hula. He, he doesn't even, that's a Yiddish, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Hebrew Yiddish song. That's nuts. But yeah, that was very cool. That is wild. Yeah, it got me. I was like, whoa. To me, that's like the biggest, I mean, that's the biggest compliment I think you could get. I think especially Goyim and that in general. Yeah. How is the, uh, how has the internet affected your... I mean, you, you mentioned before, you, you, you kind of started... I don't know if that was in take one, but you got started like right at the beginning of where CDs were still around, and now everything's become digital. So ha- what, what role is that playing with you guys? Yeah, it's a whole different ballgame now. I mean, everything is online. Everything. Yes. yes. The music, the videos. Yeah, there's no CDs anymore. Right. So Spotify so, and yeah. Apple Music and... Yeah. Is it true that you like you make absolutely no money from Spotify? Is that true? Like I heard yeah, that it's they, not they, true. It's not true. No. Oh. But it's not the same as having CDs. Exactly. So CDs, you would have, let's say, ten thousand pieces. You would just sell that to your distributor. Uh, Spotify is not buying ten thousand pieces. You're just right. uploading it and whatever streams. That's right. You're getting a cut from that. So I had a whole discussion with uh, some other you know music uh, Jewish music insiders about this a few years ago and I was lamenting the the CDs are gone and uh, you know it's so much harder to make money off selling your music and he made a very good point somebody bought a CD chances they're buying that CD again very low even if it gets scratched it breaks I bought it already I'm not going to buy it again Mm, interesting you put your music online that's That's going forever right and so every time they play it right but over the lifetime of it right so even like some of your older stuff is still going to get plays and you're still going to technically get paid from it exactly but I wonder if it if it engenders a mindset of I don't need to be constantly creating if you're putting out CDs you're right you're not going to get that repeat buy so you need to put something new out quick, just so you can get the you know get the get the sales. But here, does it affect your feeling of I don't really need to put something out so fast because you know my stuff is there if they want me. Right, but if you if you if you kind of get too uh, complacent, yeah. then you, you can get irrelevant. And yeah, I hear that. Yeah, you got to stay fresh. That's number one thing. So, do you guys? How do you come up with your? You guys are constantly releasing stuff. Where are you getting this inspiration from? Is this like somewhere inside of you? It's got to come out. And so you just start, you know, writing stuff down. Oh, we got to write this now. We, oh, we got to perform it. Where does this come from? So, I mean, the short answer is I don't really know. <laughs> There's no way to really uh, I guess quantify it. I guess it's a neshama thing, right? Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, coming listen, from your neshama. Baruch Hashem, yeah, we have ideas. Shmuley has great lyric ideas constantly. And uh, anything, if you, if you know the creative uh, soul a little bit, anything could spark an idea, you know, and then once the, you're onto an idea, like we just have to, got to get it, you know, got to get got it to the end. We got to get this idea out there. We got to develop it. We got to, you know. So um, wait, so, yeah. do you get do you get ideas on Shabbos and like <laughs> all the time, right? Yeah. It's like, all the time, and then you're yes. racking your brain on yes. Shabbos, like yes. what what was it? Yes, yes, that's happened a few times. Yes, the a worst. few hit songs have been lost. <laughs> <laughs> the Shabbos uh, uh, is there? Do, do you have diff- different roles? Whereas, like, you're, maybe you're better with guitar. Because you mentioned Shmuley's better with lyrics, maybe. Yeah. So how does that, how does that play? Yeah, Shmuley is uh, the lyric genius. Uh, I'm more the music side. Mm. But we, it, it's not like... 
No, of you course. do lyrics, I'll do yeah, music. Yeah, 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 of course, collaboration. We develop ideas together. Um, listen, we've been doing this for a long time now. How long since, have you uh, been doing we've it? Been doing, we've been writing and recording since like the late 90s. Wow. Wow. Which is when we, yeah, wow. we didn't release our first album until 2005. Showing your age there. We, yeah, there we go. But uh, <laughs> we were, I mean, I was still in high school. I was still wow. in Bacher, yeah. Wow. It was like on uh, like Pesach break, Holomite trip. Go to the studio. Really? Record a few songs, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So that, that's interesting because, you know, the, the book Outliers, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, uh, where it, to- it, it, it analyzes what makes people successful. Hmm. You know, there's so many people in every industry. What makes this guy successful and that guy not successful? One of the, one of the conclusions it, it, it kind of attempts to prove is that you need a certain amount of time and experience doing something before you really become. And one thing they notice is that, like, they look at Bill Gates and they look right. at Steve Jobs. And what do they all have in common? The Beatles, what made the Beatles famous. And one of the things, the conclusions it draws is that you need 10,000 hours. Right. Yeah, I've heard that. Yes. I've heard so, that line. Yeah. yeah. 10,000 hours. Yeah. And so it's interesting because now it kind of makes sense to me. You guys are doing it since high school. You have way more than your 10,000 hours. And that's where you guys, which separates you from a lot of, I guess, some of the new up and coming. And there's a lot of talent out there. Yeah. But there's something different when you're more of a seasoned. And I'll say you guys are a little bit more seasoned. Hmm. So tell me a little, bit about, a little bit about what you have going on right now. So, yeah, thank God we... Uh, cranked out a few albums over the years uh, but what was kind of interesting lately we started doing some collabs mm-hmm. it's the new thing now the kids yes, are into yes, the yes, collabs yes. <laughs> so um, thank you Hashem you guys are familiar with thank you Hashem Nation Absolutely. TYH shout yep. out Yep. Um, so we had a, a few collabs with them the most recent one is called Shliach that uh, they just released a video it's animation it's yes very very cool. very interesting very yeah. different yeah yeah so this is a kind of new territory for us because you know we write all of our own material and we never really collabed with anybody um but uh, yeah it's very it came out beautiful and uh the video is getting incredible feedback they, they want to create this whole mission and uh campaign behind it shliach is generally associated with Chabad. Chabad, yeah. Chabad Shluchim. Yes. But the truth is, every Yid is a Shliach. Every Jew is a Shliach from Hashem. We all have our mission. We all have mitzvot. We all have, you know, this uh, amazing things we can accomplish. So they're really pushing the this campaign, and we're, we're honored to be a part of it. It's a beautiful message. Amazing. Does that yeah. mean the Mitzvah Tanks are going to be playing this song? Mitzvah Tanks, I hope so. <laughs> we have everywhere. One, we have one right here, right outside the office. You're going to pass it. Yes. That's great. Yes, so I better be hearing that song. Yeah. I, when I, I woke I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to talk to him. <laughs> but the truth is, the Shliachs are like the unsung heroes. You yeah. know, like they just take their life, their family, and yeah. they just like move to El Paso, Texas. Sure. It's crazy. Or wherever, yeah. Yeah. like all over the and world. We've uh, been lucky to visit many of them. Really? Of, uh, yeah, because they, you know, they bring us out for oh, just, gigs. Uh, performing, we've been right? to a lot, of, a lot of Chabad houses. Is that difficult on the family, by the way? Traveling? Yeah. It's, you know, it's uh, not ideal, but uh, I mean, our I... wives are amazing. Just of gonna, course, just gonna put that out there. Of course, no, but it's also great that you always get to travel with someone, and yeah. you're not alone. Yeah, yeah. We get so to that's travel. great. And then yeah. the wives could commiserate. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You know what's amazing to me is that I never knew this. That Chabad has this whole network of educational, um, I guess online education, online educational system Correct. for the Shlichim school, right? Yeah. 
Right, which is amazing to me mm-hmm. because I always wondered, you know, and they we meet up uh, a few times a year. Yes, at the, yes, at the conference or by camp. Yeah, because like we're all Chabad at some point, right? When we travel, wherever right. we go, we end up right. being Chabad. And I always wonder, like, how do the kids? How do they manage? How do you? How yeah. do you raise your kids? It's tough. It's so that tough. that's an amazing thing. Yeah. I think Chabad. By the way, I think Chabad. I mean, actually, we grew up. By the way, we grew up. There was no from. My father's Chabad house was in Orange County. Right. No from people, no kosher restaurants. Really? No, you know. What did you, I mean, you went to yeshiva or? or? So, yeah. So eventually there was a Hebrew academy right nearby. Um, and that was, it was like a regular Orthodox. Yeah. It's a Chabad run school. Oh, it's a Chabad run school. But it was catered okay. more towards. Uh, Not so from people. Like modern Orthodox or right. whatever. Right, right. And then we eventually went to yeshiva in LA. But, I mean, we grew up, we, we didn't know about, like, we'd come to, to New York to visit. There's kosher ice cream everywhere. And there's kosher pizza <laughs> over there, you know. <laughs> L.A. back then didn't have so much. Uh, I think we had like one pizza shop. Um, so, yeah, we grew up like a little bit isolated, a little bit of that taste of that. But some of the shluchim that we visited are out, like you mentioned, you know, um, Texas or... Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, right, Turks and Caicos. Turks and Caicos, shout out to, yeah. To Rav Shmulek, yeah. yeah. But what's crazy, what's crazy to me, and I'm sure there's no statistics on it, but when you look at these... Shluchim that 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 went out and raised their families in these uh, almost like spiritual deserts, mm-hmm. right? Their kids, nobody like fell out of the fold. Yeah, you know it's what amazing. I mean. They all end up being from and doing the same shlichas themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing so thing. to me, that's like like I don't like I said. There's no statistic to know for sure, but just to like. The experience is that they all like land in the fold. So, so that Chabad ideology is like doing something very right, right? Very empowering, very empowering. The whole Chabad mentality, the shlichus yes. thing. Go I, out, start a community. Uh, okay, right. Move right. to uh, who knows where. Right, okay. middle of nowhere. And yeah. I might be crazy, but I think the whole Chabad movement. I think it lends itself to producing people like you guys, artists, performers. And, you know, it's been our experience and the people that we've interviewed, either they're Chabad themselves or they're half Chabad or they were brought up Chabad. And I think it's because Chabad actually celebrates this, yeah. this concept of being, you know, who you are. Is that, is that accurate? So, you know, uh, the Piamenta brothers. Sure. sure. Massive influence on us, of course. So they were Balchuvas from Israel. I think it was the Piamentas. I might be uh, mistaking the artist, but um, when they moved here, they were coming more religious. They came to 770. They met the Rebbe. And somehow it came up that they, you know, they used to play rock and roll, you know, not so Jewish. Now they don't really? want to do it anymore. So they were actually performing? Yeah, they were already very established, uh, amazing musicians. And the Rebbe told them, don't stop playing music. Play uh, whatever you are doing before. Now do the Jewish version. Now do the... You Channel know, the, it. The, the, yeah. Do Channel the, it to the... Yeah. And uh, that's very, very prominent in the Chabad mentality. Take your talents, use them for, you know, to light up the world, basically. Yeah, I think Amazing. that Chabad fosters creativity. Like, every other place in the world, like, when you're from, like, you're supposed to be in this box, right? You're supposed to live a certain way and be a certain person. And Chabad kind of, like, encourages you to be creative, to foster your creativity, get out of the box. And when you do... You know, who know? You could do anything, yeah. Right, as long as it's again in line, just on that kav, you'll 
you'll you know you'll find success. Yeah. When we first started, we were a little uh, out of the box using your uh, terminology there. Yeah. Um, and there was a little bit of pushback. Mm-hmm. What do you? What, in what way were you out of the box? Well, because we were doing it wasn't the, the from sound officially. Uh, it wasn't uh, yes, like, yes, yeah, you know, I hear that. Like yeah. A horn section on the intro, <laughs> and then like singing a pasuk. You know, yes, yes, yes. Like English. It was guitars, <laughs> and, you know. Um, that's a good point. There was a little bit right. of pushback. Today we take it for granted, but, but you're yeah, right. At yeah. the time, that was not... Yeah, it was, well, very, it was very different. Revolutionary a little bit. I actually remember when some yeshivas were, were saying not to... Right. Yeah. Correct. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, say yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is that... No, no, no not like... No, I haven't not heard like that. Not like I haven't it was, heard that. But there's still holdups, you know. They, really? Yeah. Wow. No, Listen, there's nothing, nothing like, good for a career like a good from canceling. Absolutely. 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 That's for sure. Everybody wants a piece anyway, of it. So, so there was pushback, <laughs> but there was very strong uh, support. Like from, you know, Rabboni, like people you wouldn't expect who were like, what you guys are doing is great. Like wow. real, yeah. Yeah, I think... Uh, it was beautiful. It was, you know. Because I think, I think part of it is, is that you guys are, you brought to the Jewish world something that wasn't very common, if at all, if it existed at all. And in today's time, and especially, I think, in the information age that we're living in, when everybody has access to everything and exposure to almost everything, like you said, you, you, know, you, didn't, ha- you didn't have access to kosher pizza. And at the time, you didn't think that much of it until you came to New York and then you saw kosher pizza. And then you go back to, to Orange County and you're like, mm, I, I need my kosher pizza. So today, you, we don't feel like we're missing out on, on much right. when we have, you know, the... Stuff that like what you guys are producing, I think that's I think that's a big thing, and I think it does do a service, and, and that's kind of why we do this podcast. Also, is to try to you know, there's we feel like in the Jewish entertainment scene, there really is not all that much, you know, and there's not that many places to turn. Right. So, tell us a little bit. Of, I know you guys are are rushing. Tell us and tell the audience a little bit more about uh, what's next for you guys and. How do we follow you guys? I was looking online on how to follow you guys, and it was actually not that clear to me. Oh, great! <laughs> <laughs> well, so I gotta be honest with you. To first hear. of all, first of all, if you go to Wikipedia and you search for Eighth Day, it ain't you guys. It's some R and B band. Yeah, yeah what's yeah. up with that? Well, we have our own Wikipedia. Page. You do, yeah. but I checked. I but they came up yeah. first. Right. And, They're from the seventies. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah, like, okay, yeah. I was like, wait, this doesn't sound right. <laughs> you know, it doesn't look like R and B funk. Yeah. No, oh, we've come a this long way. Not, <laughs> wow, yeah. this is like hardcore ball chuva. It didn't strike me. I like me. the name Eighth Day. What? What? It, where is it from? Eighth Day. Good question. So when we released our first album, two thousand and five called Trachut. We, we needed a name. We didn't have a name. We were the Marcus Brothers. We were, you know, but we were like, no, we need a cool name. So uh, we sat one Shabbos and we were just going through different this. Can we do that? No, 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 no. And then eighth day just came up. We liked the Shemini Atzeres. Shmuley maybe can uh, exactly. explain. It was more European. In Chabad, the number eight is very, very big. Um, Shemini Atzeres, Hanukkah. Uh. Right. My mind went to Hanukkah, straight yeah. like like Zeis Hanukkah, like mm-hmm. the, the the culmination. The, right, the, eight is transcendent. Of, right, because uh, yeah. again, no, the, nature no, has no, seven. No. Because again, seven days of right. the week, and then above that would be eight. So the idea is 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 that you infuse the seven 
with that eighth dimension. It's not that you, you leave go of the seven days of the week and you go live in the eighth day. Absolutely not. The idea of eight is that now when you come back to Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it's a different Sunday, Monday, Tuesday because mm. you have that, that uh, you know, eighth energy, so to speak. Right. So that's the idea of Hanukkah and that's the idea of Bris. That's the idea of Rifa'enu, the, the eighth blessing of the Shemun Esrei. So a lot of Shemini Yatzeres, just briefly. It, there's a medrash that says, Sukkot is seven days. And then the king who invites all his people, he says, I have what's called separation anxiety. They didn't diagnose him at the time. <laughs> but Kaviachal. <laughs> so stay one more day. So the Rebbe asks a question. If you have separation anxiety, staying one more day probably make it worse. Right. Good point. Yeah. That's a great point. Good point. Yeah. Good yeah. So the Rebbe explains that what the eighth day does it lets you know that you're not separated. No matter you where you are in your life, there's no way you're outside of, of the Ebishter. You're not far from... So that's why it says, Koshalai Pridaschem. I know you have a very smart uh, listenership. Pridaschem, your separation. I'm not being separated. What do you think? I'm only the... the God only in the shul. You go to right. work, I'm right. gone. I'm not I'm everywhere. It's pridaschem. So I'm that eighth here, day right. energy explains to the people that when you go back to work, the, the, the synagogue is going with you. You're never outside of it. So that idea... That's beautiful. It's really... That's beautiful. That's I, really uh, nice. Yeah, wow. I tell you, this is, this is awesome. I'll bring out the whiskey right now. Don't say <laughs> don't say l'chaim. We are called the Kiddush Club for a reason. Exactly. This is a great Kiddush Club. <laughs> Yeah, just something very interesting is we can't take credit. Sitting on your beautiful, beautiful couches to be in this position is such an honor. I'm being serious. Thank you. You know, this is really, and I, I and we can't take any credit. This is just you see Yad Hashem, you see Hashem just doing everything. So we For sure. we were sure. just obscure. No one ever heard of us. No one was interested. And we bump into this guy at some Pesach program. He looked nuts. He was wearing like, this red Converse. We never heard of him. Just this loud guy. And just He's got wanted, a great style. We try to get get away from us. Like, what is this guy? Turned out to be Eli Shuevo. And we ah. just became friends since then. And he's so musical. And Benzi bounces all the songs off him. And he's really just a great guy. Period. Besides a great ear for music. So we send him the song, listen to this thing, Yalili, it's something we're working on. And he's like, oh, I love it. This is, this is going to take off like a rocket. And we don't believe him, everybody, you know. This is great. So then he's doing a show, oh, hell. He's, I think he's producing it. I don't know what he was doing. He goes, I want to fly you guys down. Just come out for this one song. You do it. So we do it. And who's in the crowd? Pomegranate. Who's our older brother? Chaim Marcus. Who knows Larry Guterman? Who happened to be on a, you know, he had a month to do nothing. He's ready to go because he does stuff for Steven Spielberg. And wow. just, and then it, it, it just, everything is just Yad Hashem. So we just, amazing. even how we ended up here. <laughs> this is just amazing. So I mean, thank you guys for being a part of our journey. No, you know? we yeah. thank you for, for coming and we thank you for putting up with because there's a lot to take. Let's be honest. We are a lot to take. <laughs> I don't know how we Listen, you said that. You it. said that. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah. I mean, look. Yeah. Usually people have to leave, you know, they need a few shots before they leave just to, just to feel normal again because, you know, this is this is not normal. It is a kiddish club. Decompress. What's, what's next for you guys? Where, where are you going to be? Where are you going to be? When are you going to be back in New York? To give us a little, you know, something to look forward to here. Back in New York. Hopefully soon. We love it here. Good. We love New York. Real. Well, this could not have been more fun. Bensi Marcus, Shmuley Marcus, 8th Day, thank you guys for coming. 
Thank you for having us. Thank you guys. We loved having this you. Awesome. This was great. Shout out to Ellie Schwabel for putting it together. Uh, we want you back because 100%. I feel like I feel like we, you know, the, the audience didn't get to experience what we got to experience. So we need you back so that we could do it all over again. We'll have uh, we'll a have uh, we'll have a lachaim. Yeah, sounds good. And I think good. it'll be I think it'll be great. And we're going to be watching for you guys. Check out Eighth Day. Of course, anywhere where you get your music. Check them out on Spotify. Check them out on Apple Music. And Check you'll find out. those links in the show notes. Absolutely. Check out their website. Their website is myeighthday.com. All right, we'll call me Schwebel. First thing we do after this, as soon as we get out, call me Schwebel. <laughs> Thanks again. And as always, we thank you guys for listening. You know you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Kiddush Club Cast. You can follow us on Instagram at Kiddush Club Podcast. If you're listening to us on Spotify, leave us five stars. And there's a new feature on Spotify where you can actually leave a review on a specific episode. If you're listening on Apple, leave us a five-star review. And you can support the cast by visiting us at buymeacoffee.com slash Kiddush Club. The link is in the show notes. Send us your thoughts, comments, and suggestions by email. We are at hock, H-O-C-K, at kiddishclubpodcast.com. And we are out. We're going to do a live podcast in Cancun on Pesach. <laughs> we are? No. That would be great. I was excited. I love that idea. I was excited. <laughs> like a live taping here. Right, right. With an audience. I'll go. I'll do it. Don't, will you? I don't think you will. Don't, don't, don't try me. <laughs> Why make me laugh? You guys are great. You guys, just watching no, you guys interact no, with the show. No, this is what the I, show. This is what I do One of the best You guys are so made. good. Look, how do you start from wherever when you Fine. have that that problem on the stage how do you pick up and keep going because I am so we've had some bad ones right I am so Nishuma, yes. there's two things that happen when someone makes a mistake one is they make a mistake but what's worse than that is they start feeling like a mistake and that's the difference between when people do an Aveda to, to do an Aveda is one thing to do a sin but then you feel like a sinner that's even worse that's even worse yes yes you know, you did not Veda, you stole a car, give it back. Now it's over. Right. Now, now you're on. a thief. Right. You walk around, I'm a thief. I'm a, right. You, you know, that's feel the like problem. garbage. You feel so, like garbage. So yeah, you so have much a glitch, of a, but you're not a glitch. You know, you are not a glitch. Yeah. That's what you say, but when you leave, I'm you're going to feel. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. My wrath is going to come. <laughs> <down>. <laughs> like a hammer. And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.